Hello. Today we're going to be going live with Helia. I am so excited. This is going to be such an epic live. Hi, Helia. Hi, can you hear me? I'm excited. I'm so excited. I've been like on the edge of my seat, like, ready to hop on here. So Yeah, I'm excited too. <laughs> so for everyone joining, we're just going to be discussing today kind of um, working with plant medicine, what that kind of entails, um, maybe some of like the taboo things that are associated with working with plant medicine. We have Kelia here because she is a plant medicine guide. She works with, uh, I'll let you introduce yourself, but just for a little prerequisite. Um, she works with cacao specifically, but has worked with other medicines as well. And yeah, so I would love to hear about your experience working with plant medicine and just like your story and introduce yourself. I'll be good. Oh my God, thanks for having me, Mads. Um, you got my Mads on here, right? It's my favorite thing to call you. <laughs> call me whatever you want. <laughs> okay, I'm forever calling you Mads. So okay. um, firstly, I just want to say Mads and I love talking about taboo things. We do. We have a relationship around that about talking about the things that nobody wants to talk yeah. about so i'm excited to be here and also a little bit like oh this is a very interesting topic to start with <laughs> but yeah i'm helia and i work with cacao and my journey with cacao has really deep roots after launching cacao del sol i, I found out that my great no yeah my great grandfather grew cacao and exported it from Puerto Rico. My grandmother's from Puerto Rico. And so there's a really cool connection there. And um, I don't even know where to start. Like, there's so much. I know. There's so much. I feel the same way, honestly. So just wherever you want to start. And we don't really have a time constraint here. So we can just flow. You know, being I live in Mexico and being in Mexico, the word medicine is not as taboo as in the United States. Because right now, like with where I'm at with Cacao del Sol, it's we're looking at, like creating the correction for it. Like, is it gonna be a church? Is mm -hmm. it gonna be this? Is it gonna be this? And like, there's so many rules. You can't say anything as a medicine if it's gonna be a church. And like, just the way that um, we perceive medicine in different cultures is so interesting. And like the taboo around calling plants medicine whether it's rosemary or whether it's ayahuasca, yeah. like it's all medicine, you know, like I was just at my mom's house um, visiting family and I had the worst headache. And mom's like, you don't take medicine. <laughs> I was like, no, but I'm going to go work with my own stuff. And I just worked with some lavender essential oil and it just shifted my whole energy and completely helped alleviate what I was going through. And I'm like, this is for me, this is like the real working with the plant and working with nature and the elements to bring more holistic feelings and approaches to the body. And I was reflecting before we hopped on this call. And, you know, when, when you take Advil or something, like, why do you take that? It's because you have a headache or because, like, you have whatever, you are tired, X, Y, Z. But if you go and work with plant medicine, why are you taking that? It's like a deeper reason. It's like not the symptom that you're working with. You're working with like the root of that symptom. And so the intention is already inherently deeper when we're working with the earth and we're working with the plants. 
And so that was a really interesting thing that came into my awareness as I was like preparing to come live with you. It was like, oh, well, the intention is everything, right? Mm -hmm. I want to hear yeah. your... I love that. I, I love we're having, we're going right into it. Um, yeah, so I think for me, I grew up around a lot of addiction. Oh, hello. Um, I grew up around a lot of addiction. I grew up around a lot of like misuse of medicine. Right. So once I start and even like plant medicines. And so once I started like formulating my own relationship with medicine, with like regular like pharmaceuticals and additionally like plant medicine, I also like noticed that like I didn't really notice it until you said it right now, but it, it, the intention inherently is so much deeper um, and it does connect you to yourself. I feel like on a deeper level. And I think that's like, maybe I'm speaking very broadly here, but I feel like that's what a lot of us are missing. And when we go and we try and um, mask our symptoms with these like pharmaceutical medicines, it's like we're kind of suppressing down that connection versus like when we work with plant medicine, it kind of brings it all to the surface and it can be kind of triggering because um, it does bring it all to the surface. It shows you right in your face. and there are things that you can't really ignore when you're working with plant medicine. So in my experience, I feel like I wanted to utilize plant medicine in a way that would like mask the symptoms, like push everything down when I initially was like um, exposed. But as I've grown and worked with the medicine and cultivated my own like self-awareness and stuff like that, worked with like tra trauma and all the things, I've done to realize like there's so much beauty in actually being able to feel the things that we're trying to suppress and I think plant medicine does a really beautiful job of of bringing things to the surface and that isn't that, that's one of the reasons why it's so taboo because it's like in your mind like you think about that and you're like oh well like that's gonna make it worse or like that's gonna make me more hyper aware of it and that's gonna create issues down the road but what's the consequence, right? Like, do you really want to be alive and feel your emotions and um, live the whole like spectrum of life? Or do you want to continuously mask these symptoms and, and kind of like shun your innate expression? So yeah, I, I have an interesting experience with plant medicine because I, I see both sides of the, the spectrum how you can be like addictive, how it can be like harmful, and then also how we can work with it to utilize it to actually boost us up to that and to create this new level of relating with the earth, with um, ourselves. And I just, I feel really beautiful to have that perspective, but I love um, working with other people who, who see, like have had different experiences, right? Because I feel like plant medicine is a very like subjective experience. Like, you have your view of it and you have your experience with it and yeah so i would love to hear like what got you started i know you said like after you started working with cacao you realized your grandma um was working with it on puerto rico but i would love to hear like what kind of led you down the path of working with plant medicine and cacao and how that's like really impacted your life and your perception well i first just want to reflect on some of the things you said because addiction is such a big thing like 
that's why I just went home with my family because my dad just recently passed away and he had been an addict for many years and it was drug related and there's a lot in my family and I think everyone that I've lost in the last 10 years has been to drugs and so for me like riding this line between like making sure I'm not doing things for pleasure and doing things for purpose like there's a very fine line between pleasure and purpose right and I think pleasure is part of our human experience, but staying in check and making sure that you check you're like connected to your heart and connected to your mind and connected to your whole body before just doing something because it's a fad or it's what other people are doing or X, Y, and Z. Um, and I feel like something really important with the plants is they speak to you. They speak to you. It's not this thing that's like, I'm going to go seek out this thing for this thing because that intention of seeking is going to lead you down a whole road of just like continuously spiraling in the speak, yeah. yeah, in the avoidance and in the seeking energy. And so for me specifically, I started working with cacao. It was, I don't even know like when and how, but I've always been a huge chocolate fan. Like, I've always been a huge chocolate fan. It's just been who I've been like all of my life. And whenever I discovered the pure form of chocolate and I was on this health journey of like cutting out sugars, cutting out. So I went to India and Nepal for like seven months and I studied yoga and I trekked around the Annapurna and I became like this very Buddha like meditating, peaceful being that was like, I will never do any other plants or anything ever again. And at the time, before that, I like, worked with mushrooms a bit, but it was all for like play. There was never mm-hmm. like this like grounded, I'm here to receive or to clear things from my psyche or from, from my body, from my lineage. It's, it's never been anything like that. And play is fine too. We need yeah. play just as much as we need other things. But I was like, I don't need any of that anymore. Like I feel so connected to everything I was looking for with, with psychedelics, with whatever it was that I was playing with. Um, and it just like, like became this thing where I was almost like avoiding and pushing it away. But I started to get sick. I started to get sick from everything I was eating. Like dairy was making me sick. Sugar was making me sick. And there wasn't a lot of like health or food consciousness in my family growing up. We ate a lot of processed things like, nothing nothing like good for the body like high vibrational foods so I got back after eating really clean there and I was eating normal and I was like everything is making me sick and I couldn't figure out what it was like I had to eliminate everything I eliminated sugar I eliminated dairy I eliminated meat I was basically eating vegetables (laughs) that was all I was eating was fruits and vegetables and like it became this thing where like there was a deeper issue and it was my stomach and like energetically it was self-work and mm. not really being like connected to my purpose and myself and so long story short cacao comes into my life and it's like the pure version of chocolate there's no sugar there's no, none of the stuff and so I started to work with cacao in that way um, and then I started to open my mind to other things because the plants were talking to me, they were coming to me, and um, I started to work with mushrooms and cacao, which is 
the only way I will work with mushrooms because it's so grounding and it's so connecting to like the heart space and it's really, really beautiful. I to interrupt you, but I know Ron is in here and Ron and I have done multiple ceremonies with specifically cacao and mushrooms. And we were just talking the other week about how it really is an entirely different experience when you allow the both of the lessons to work through you. Like it, they communicate through you and it creates this entirely different experience. So beautiful, yeah. yeah I, I agree. Oh, hey, Ron. The thing with cacao is that it brings you into the body. It opens up the blood vessels. It connects the head and the heart. It activates the whole body. It works with everything. And so I feel like when you work with cacao and anything else you're working with it, it just brings the experience into the body. Like a lot of times if you're just like, eating mushrooms or whatever it's a very like up here experience and like how do i bring that into the body or you're fighting your body and it's really uncomfortable um so it feels like for me my experience is that cacao opens the body into receiving the medicine it opens the pathways that. within um and that's just like one example with with cacao um so yeah i started to work with with like the pure version of, of cacao and then i moved to mexico and I was like, yes, there's cacao here. And I went on this journey where I was in San Miguel de Ende with my previous partner. And I really, really wanted to find cacao. And I was like, wait, there's no cacao here. There's like cacao ceremonies, but it was really hard to find sourcing. Yeah. But I remember one day I was so, I'm kind of like everywhere right now, but I was so agitated. I was kind of like in this place where I was having a really hard day and it felt like cacao was like calling me from the kitchen. We had some in there and I just went and I prepared a cup and literally one sip and it was just like, <sighs> I was like, whoa, that was freaking crazy. I have never experienced something so immediately shift my energy to just like literally one sip. And it was just like <sighs> all of my like frustration and like the uncomfortability in my being and in my body just immediately disappeared. And I felt so euphoric after that. And I was like, whoa, there's something deeper here for me. And so I end up moving and I just continue my journey with cacao. And I was working with cacao like every day in Tepoztlan along with sweat lodges. I did sweat lodges like sometimes twice a week. Um, and I was working with a lot of other uh, medicines, not just plant medicines, but ancestral medicines mm -hmm. and ways of being the parrots are outside. I love it here. <laughs> and um, cacao started coming to me in dreams Ooh. and started showing me that I was going to be like sharing the medicine with people. And I had so much resistance to it. I'm like, yo, I'm in Mexico as like <laughs> primarily a white woman. Yeah. Like I'm not about to be like serving cacao and yeah. sharing cacao and like sourcing cacao. That feels really crazy. And it kept coming into my dreams over and over and cacao was teaching me different ways to work with with her spirit and i have like a lot of connection with my dreams and so finally um i gave in because i realized sometimes up to five people a week would message me asking me where do you get your cacao because i was always drinking it on instagram just like living my life drinking cacao and so i was like okay okay i universe i'm gonna do this and so um it just really naturally unfolded from there. Everything just arrived. Like every piece of the puzzle was just like brought to me.
And then I talked to my grandma after launching Cacao del Sol, and she was like, oh, I know Cacao. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, I remember like, yeah, you telling me that, that story. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. And I, there are so many like beautiful points that we could touch on here. I would love to dive into a little bit of um, the resistance aspect, specifically with like ethnicity. Sorry if you can hear that. Um, specifically with ethnicity, because I, I feel like that's like one of the things that comes up for me especially when working with plant medicine because I've sat in many circles and I've actively felt judgment from the people running those circles of like oh who is she to like speak on this like who is she to and, and that's an internal thing too right so I would love to go into this resistance and kind of it, it just kept bothering you so you went for it right but I would love to hear um any tips that or like anything you would say to someone who's interested in getting into this work and committing themselves to working with the plants in a way that is like respectful and supportive for all the parties involved and and like that entails this is a really big topic it's a good yeah question. but i will just say for one the voice isn't gone yeah it doesn't go away yeah there's still some things that i'm like sharing and i'm like is this too much you know i'm like can I do this? And I have to check in with myself and be like, where is this coming from? Yeah, this is coming from my heart. And it's coming from the channel that runs through me. It's not coming from me wanting to be seen or to, to show up in a certain way for people like this is coming from my soul. Yeah. And so for me, like, if it's coming from my soul, and people don't resonate with my soul, bye. I literally have full body shells right now. Yes. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And I think it's a little different for me because I've been so disconnected from my roots, but my roots, like I have a lot of roots from all over the world. I just like also have a lot of uh, Caucasian roots as well. Yeah. So there's like that mixture, but I've never been connected to my ancestral roots until I started to go on this journey with medicine. And I feel like a big thing is as like, like a white person or as a person that's from the United States, there's a lot of shit going on in the United States, especially with pharmaceuticals, especially with like um, the control. And so there is like this real trauma that people experience that has to do with the color of our skin everywhere in the world. doesn't matter who you are, where you're at. There's some kind of trauma related to our outer appearance. Right. Yep. And so it's really for me about connecting to the to the energy the essence into the earth and always talking to yeah. the earth and i think a lot of it is sacrifice which is weird to talk about but a I lot of it is this. sacrifice you've got to sacrifice things you've got to like leave offerings to the earth and to leave offerings to yourself and to i would also even add that you working with the plants is a sacrifice in itself because you're not not so that you're like actually sacrificing anything. You're giving your body over to be a divine vessel, right? Like you're allowing the energy to be poured through you. And it's not coming from a place of like ego. It's coming from a place of like, wow, there is something that needs to be channeled, right? And it's it's bigger than you. I interrupt you. I, I want you to continue. No, I love that because now we're gonna side tangent a little bit. Um so I was just just in Peru in November and I mm -hmm. sat with 
you know, I usually have a hard time saying these kinds of things online, but fuck it. I sat with ayahuasca and I did a tobacco purge and wachuma, and it was with a really beautiful shaman that's from the Peruvian Amazon. And he also has like, his mom comes from the mountains. His name is Juan Carlos Dimenci. Like, check him out. If I've you heard have. of him. He's amazing. He's great. Him, yeah. He's world renowned. He travels yeah. all over the world and shares art therapies and um, ayahuasca and many different medicines, music. And he's just a really, really great human. So went to his retreat with his partner and a couple other facilitators. And, you know, just even being in a ceremony full of people is healing. To 100%. be like, I'm about to like see my own resistances and the pains within and like the family addiction and whatever I'm there to like process and be with and myself around a bunch of other people doing their own shit and like that was the hardest part for me is like am I taking up too much space am I being like okay you know, like, am I taking too much energy? Am I taking too much space? And like the voice is like, everyone is doing the same work here. Like this is a safe space for all of us. And in plant medicine space, what I've noticed is whenever there's a group of people, it turns into a family. Oh, everyone, 100%. even like you can have a reflection of your brother yeah. across the, the circle or like grandma or like, there's just these energies that are flowing through everyone. It's kind of like a family constellation. But at the end, it's like my ears ringing. Like the love that you experience in there with everyone is almost as healing as the plants themselves. And so I went there, I'm gonna share a little bit about my experience. So I was really working to kind of untangle some of the family energy that I have because I've silently supported my family and addiction for years. Like every sweat lodge, I was sitting there and I would do prayers for addiction, do prayers for my brother, do prayers for my dad. And just like everything was for everyone else around me. And I was just like, this, this retreat is for me. Like this one is for me. And so actually the interesting thing was this, this addiction, this family addiction was on top of me. And I was fighting it for hours. It was like one of like the most intense experiences I've ever had. And I was like trying to like tie like, the knots off and like be like, you're not my fucking problem. Like I had been holding the space of it. I had been holding these demons for my family. And so I released them, which took a lot of time. It took a lot of effort. It took a lot of help. Me asking for help, calling the shaman over and being like, can you clear my energy was medicine for me and being like, I need help. I need help right now. And it was literally, Literally the most beautiful experience because when we heal ourselves, we heal our family. Not in a sense of like, I just went home, which felt like the actual ceremony, right? I just felt like everything I had just uncovered came back to the surface. And it wasn't, I'm here to preach to you guys. I'm here to tell you the work that I've done. I'm here to like tell you what you're doing wrong. It's more of, I have felt the triggers and I've released them in myself so now I, I'm just gonna be here and I'm gonna love you guys and you know when you when someone is acting away or presenting something that feels really shitty but you just remain present in your love and you don't hide you don't yell you don't interact in this way 
it bounces off of you and then they feel it they feel that void and then they're like holy shit it's not not that you have to fix anyone or fix something it's like there's no longer a place for it to stick in you there's no longer a place for it to like manifest and then that heals them because now they got their own medicine served back to them through themselves actually and it's like this isn't like a representation of what happened just like some of the things that I was experiencing and seeing and viewing, but I found it really interesting because my dad passed two weeks after I came back from the Amazon and from drugs. And I was just like, if that wasn't a mind fuck, <laughs> I don't know what was. And I know he's free. Like the day he passed, I saw a shooting star in the sky and it was, and a lot of cultures, like a shooting star is a representation that a soul has made it to heaven. And so I was like, I just felt so free, like, oh my God, my dad's free, like, I'm free of his suffering, he's free of his suffering, like, and the family can heal, and yeah, I wanted to, like, dive into that, that was a side tangent, no, but. I, yeah. I love that, thank you for sharing all of that, and I think it, it, it acts as a t testimony to the plants being advocates of the ancestors, right, like, they are part of the collective consciousness and it is part of us that is moving us forward and although it can be tricky although it can feel really heavy although um we may experience the triggers again it's like we have this i almost think of it like we have someone like behind us like backing us like holding us up like um and it's not even like a, a being it's like that memory of that interaction of that sensation of being so intimate with the plants and the thing about i i want to touch on this really quick um your blood is like when when you ingest plants when you work with plants it goes into your bloodstream right your blood is connected to every single one of your ancestors so when you shift something in your blood in your system and then you expose yourself to the individuals who are in your family who also share that same blood you literally like practice alchemy like it is a practice of alchemy and that's how i really see working with plants is it is a practice alchemy because it's not about fixing right it's not about getting rid of things it's not about trying to make it all perfect it's about cultivating a level of understanding that allows you to be present that allows you to hold that space and and simultaneously like live the ancestral realm and on the earth plane. So I think that's so beautiful. And I think that that story really like showcased that in so many different ways. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, I also want to pick your brain a little bit. Okay, so you're talking about the shame or like the fear or the guilt that comes up from feeling this calling to work with cacao or sit in a ceremony with with Wachuma or whatever it is that you're working with. Um, I would love to hear more about that experience for you and what you're what you're like growing into because of it well, we were just talking about um like the guilt and the shame and this energy that comes up as a caucasian a white person working with the plants whether it's like personally or in ceremony and what what that is for you or what that feels like and what it's allowing you to create essentially so um I stated how I grew up in a family that was very addiction centered even with not even uh like 
working with medicine, just like in general, very addictive personalities, very like um, negatively biased and things like that. So I have a lot of shame, especially when it comes to like sitting in ceremony. I find that when I go to sit in ceremony, it's less, I mean, sometimes it's about being Caucasian, but some, a lot of it is like, oh, you have all of this baggage. You really think that you can change the lineage? You really think you have that much power? You really think you can do that? Who are you to do this? And then it goes into like, you're just some little white girl. Like, you don't, <laughs> you know, it's like this little voice in my head. And especially sitting with, I've only sat in ceremony in the United States. And I think this has a lot to do with it because if I were in a jungle setting with different shamans, I think it would have a significantly different impact but with the shamans that i've worked with in the united states not that any of them were bad or wrong or anything like that i don't want that to come across i just had a, an experience where it was like i have been tapping into past lives for a very long time and so i know like i have some amazonian roots i have roots in other cultures like i don't really identify as a white woman i mean like i'm white you know but like i have so much more culture to my soul i feel like and so knowing this and then going into ceremony me looking the way that i look super young it's like people often judge that and so i catch the projection of that like oh you're just some like little girl but i have a lot of wisdom when it comes to working with the plants because of past lives because of the work that i've done in this life because of how intentional i am when i am working with the medicine and for a, a long time i was like afraid to even say like the, the two things those two things coupled i was afraid to even be like oh yeah i work with plant medicine like it was like oh if I were to see it from people in my family's perspective, it would be like, oh, no, you're just another addict. Like, oh, no, you're just another whatever. And so that comes with, like, a lot of weight, right? Especially when we're working consistently with these plants because then it's like, oh, you get in your head, you're like, oh, am I an addict? Oh, am I this? Oh, am I abusing the plant? And that's why I think it's so valuable, like you said in the last in the last live in our last conversation to really integrate the use of earth when you're working and to tap into your heart to know and to to move from that like purpose rather than like oh this is just uh something natural that i do because everyone in my family has done it before me because if so like from a shaman perspective people who grow up in sham shamanic like settings that is the truth, right? People before them have done those things, but they're not called addicts. They're conscious of what they're doing, right? And so I think when you bring in the play of like consciousness, it really changes the game. When you bring in the heart, when you bring in the body, it really changes the game because your experience is completely different. Like I grew up working with Mary a lot, marijuana a lot, and at first it was not intentional at all. It was just like something that kind of fell into my lap and my dad had abused it in the past. And so I grew up with this, like this storyline of like, oh, that's bad. And once I started working with it, I actually used it to be safe in my body. Like not at first, but after a while it was like, oh, this is a very powerful medicine that I can utilize to tap into, into my roots. And it wasn't, 
if I hadn't worked with plant medicine, I wouldn't be so self-aware of my past lives, of my cosmic origins, of these like um, unearthly downloads that I get because it's that connection with myself, but also with the ancestral medicine that allows me to have this wisdom, this depth. And so I think that that's like a, a, a big, a long way to say like your intention is so important when you're working with medicine because even with like Advil or something like that, like your intention is so important because your intention is the energy that manifests. So when you and you're working with something in the physical, the more intention and presence and just um, awareness that you can bring into that interaction, the more that you're going to, it's not about getting something out of it, but the more connected you're going to feel to yourself and the more likely you are to actually receive something as a result. So yeah, my experience is definitely a little, it's in the realm of taboo. And um, for a while I was really shameful about like my experience and my upbringing. And now it's like, Oh, I am so thankful that the people before me misused this so that I can bring this awareness and this presence into my bloodline so that I can reignite the magic and the spark of what this medicine can really do for the world and utilize it in a different way. And I think that's what America really needs because of the way that we we do something to get us a result when it's not about that. It's about cultivating conscious relationship with these things and plant medicine is one way to do that but there's so many other ways to do that too and the more that you do it in one area of your life the easier it is for it to transfer over so i'm really like working on building that yeah that was really good there's a lot to unpack there yeah i i think the main thing that's like ringing in my consciousness right now is the intention i feel like i could talk about intention for days but really intention it doesn't matter if it's intention to be in a relationship with someone intention to drink a cup of cacao to call your mom like that intention is what guides everything so like if you're calling in a partner because you're lonely or because you want like to feel this satisfaction or this whatever it is then you're going to keep chasing that and that person you're giving your power to that thing you're giving your power to you are the answer to this thing so the purity the more pure our intention is of like what what our desires are because we all have desires and it's part of what makes being a human so beautiful is that we get to feel and be like okay, I want to experience this thing. And then that thing appears for you to experience. And so I feel like knowing the reason why you do something instead of unconsciously doing it gives you that focus. And when I was sitting in sweat lodge a lot, I said I was like almost twice a week for a year. And I loved this group. It was like a Lakota tradition here in Mexico and some of the Lakota elders would come. And the thing that really stuck with me is when we first entered, um, she would say, set your intention. And everything was in Spanish, but she was like, 
basically your intention is your north star right and so in your experience if you have that north star you're going to be led there whether however you go but if not you might be in all kinds of things which is fine but like if you have a clear intention of like what you're working with it unveil and unveils your whole experience to a like cognizant clear pathway to that thing you get to like feel everything that's included in that energy rather than kind of getting lost in the sauce getting lost in that person's journey getting lost in that person's journey thinking about shit that doesn't even matter you know but having that intention and like setting that focus and aligning your heart to it like everything is possible in that space and i think that's really really important with plant medicine or any kind of medicine earth like even going outside and, and getting sun like are you going outside and getting sun because you want to look tan or are you going out because you need vitamin d you know it's like yeah. it's simple things it's setting like that connection with the sun of like i want to receive your nutrients and and what you have to offer my body and my soul um rather than doing things for like egoic purposes or to be seen a certain way or to like show up a certain way yeah i totally agree and i think if I, to be honest, if I was moving from like an ego perspective, I would not be talking about this. I would not be sharing about this. It's something that I would hide under the rug. It's something that I would, you know, push away because it's not something that is like comfortable, right, for me to speak on. And I think like when it's part of a bigger purpose, the energy moves you just as much as your intention or your input moves it and it becomes this like beautiful dance and i almost see plants as like i don't know if you have this experience too but i almost see them as like their own beings like that's why i call mary mary like because she she's mary it's mary magdalene she's a water being from pleiades like i like these um like almost like cartoonish characters of the plants in my mind and i i work in relationship with them not always to get to a certain goal but as a means of connection as a means of depth as a means of whatever and but it can lead to goals right but it's not about that it's about like the mastery and the process and like actually cultivating a because when you're working with the plants it's like working with yourself on a different layer right so it's like cultivating a relationship with yourself and the world and a plant and like a specific energy and I just I I'm more powerful than doing something because it's going to make you look a certain way or because it's normal or, or whatever you know whatever the case may be like I think a lot of people go to plants because they're like I need healing but it's like what if I mean yes great but what if we look at it from a perspective of like I want to cultivate a relationship with myself you know and then when you work with the plants the dance is so much more fun because it's like you're dancing with yourself it's not this like outer character that you have to like gain approval and all these things and and I see like shamanic traditions kind of putting the plants on a pedestal in that way and as much as 
I love to keep the status quo. Like I think we need to step outside of that a little bit and, and get more integrative, make it more about exploration rather than like, um, I want to say divination, but I don't see anything wrong with divination, but I feel like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's all really, really points. Um, because plant medicine is literally, I can go outside and connect with a tree. And to me, that's plant medicine. Yeah. Like I put my hands on the tree and it somehow magically takes my negative ions or positive ions or whatever that are like overcharging my body and like chills me out, you know? And it's that relationship. It's that, I feel like plants teach you how to listen. Mm. It's like, it's a deeper sense of listening and receiving and also speaking. Like when I work with cacao, what I like to say is like, cacao holds the masculine, the feminine and the child. Like the cacao fat, the butter is like the, the feminine aspect, the the, is the masculine. And when they're in harmony, it brings the, the, inner, the inner child. And so I'm like, when you talk to your cacao, you can speak to it like the divine mother, the divine father, the divine child, a teacher, a friend, a guide, like a medicine, like let it know what you need and let that energy like be cleansed in your body through the spirit. And it is a relationship. It is like, it's not the same every day. Exactly. And it's always different. And not everyone, I don't want to like say that everyone needs plant medicine. That's not me at all, but everyone needs to connect to yeah. the earth. Everyone, everyone to have a little bit more connection to the natural world and the elements because that I feel like is what stabilizes our emotions our nervous system, our ability to receive. And like this little square rectangle thing that I'm holding right now, I've been giving way too much attention to it since coming back from Texas. And I'm like, I just need a couple days to just be outside and reconnect with this area and the nature here so I could really attune myself back into my space. Because being on my phone doesn't serve me like yeah i have work to do and i have these things to do but it can become this cycle of like you know desiring to connect and like wanting to resonate and relate with people and x y and z but if i just went outside and did that i would have so much inspiration to share and to be like fully in my presence and in my being because i was filled up and regulated by the sky by the trees, by the plants. Um, and it doesn't even have necessarily have to be ingesting, you know? And you brought up also integration. And to me, integration is the, the foundation, which it's funny because it comes after, right? But integration is absolutely necessary in order to actually receive because so many people, I'm guilty of it. like. When I left the Amazon, I literally cried and I don't cry a lot. I was like, I can't go back. The plants need me and I need the plants. <laughs> I felt like my soul, I literally like claimed the jungle as like my parents while I was out there. Like it's just, no, just yeah. like coming through me and it was just like, whoa, like that's, that's. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> like, man, I'm such like a nature nut though. Like since I was a kid, like find me with rocks in my pockets twigs in my hair I'd get in trouble all the time like mom be like wash your feet before you come in the house like bugs crawling out of my pockets like I was such a little nature nut and 
I forgot that for a long time. I forgot that I joined the military. Like I started doing all of these things and I got depressed and I was angry and I was confused. And like, I couldn't figure out any of those things until I got to this point of so much depression that I was just in bed all the time and it was so hot and I didn't have air conditioning that I had to start walking. I was like, I have to leave. And then I found myself walking like seven miles a day. Like, and then I started going to the forest and getting lost in the forest. And that's really what started my whole journey was like reconnecting to nature and being like, whoa, I forgot how at home I am when I'm outside or when I'm with the nature or when I'm communing with the trees or even like a bumblebee or like a flower, like I can get lost in a flower. And I feel like if we spent more, more time connecting to that childlike essence of play and being outside then that's all we need so i'm going to take it back to the jungle because i had these two ceremonies they were really powerful it cleared a lot and then i was like i feel like there's more there's always more right it's like i feel like there's more and i was like i'm gonna go to another ceremony and then i got to this place where i kept hearing cacao so I did a three-day cacao fast when I was supposed to, when I was planning on going and drinking ayahuasca again. And as I'm sitting with cacao, so many things opened and unfolded. And I was like, whoa, I actually don't feel like I need ayahuasca. Like, do I ever need it? No, but it's a very powerful tool. And it feels like home to me to be in that medicine. Like, but cacao is just like, welcome home. Are you ready to like fully open your path now? And so many things happened in those three days. I was just drinking cacao, eating the beans, drinking cacao tea and water. Like that was it for three days. And every day brought me a different energy and a different download. And it was the most powerful experience I've had with medicine. And um, I just know that cacao is, is my way. It's my path. It's my calling. It's what I'm here to bathe in and bring to others and however it looks because cacao is for everyone cacao is literally for everyone it's the pure essence of chocolate and um it's such a profound journey when we can actually listen to the spirit and let it into our lives and so yeah this desire to like keep going deeper and have more like cacao just created this like blanket of love around me and was just like wrapping me in this integration and it's been so 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 powerful i could talk about cacao for years you know like it's it's thing for me um and i'll just and tobacco yeah tobacco is really powerful i would love for you to touch on um how you know when the plants are speaking to you versus like seeking out the plants so in that story you kind of did that but i would love to know like any like things in your mind or your body that come up when the plant is speaking to you versus when you're seeking okay i feel like when you're in the plants all the plants are speaking to you yeah for sure (laughs) you know like that was my thing in the jungle like when i was in the plants it was like come Helia, come deeper in. I'm like, the plants are calling me, I have to go. You know, like, I need the plants. And then, you know, when you're out of the plants, I I just joke that the plants want to eat us. And it's kind of true. Like, the plants desire our energy as much as we desire theirs. Oh yeah, they 
can't exist they can't do what they do without us like <laughs> like we're all conduits of yeah. each other and so i have this running joke like the plants are trying to eat me and but just okay for me specifically because i feel like everyone is different i have a huge dream connection dreams have been profound for me since i was a tiny kid and when ayahuasca first started calling me it would come to me in my dreams and i specifically remember and i had so much resistance i was like i'm never gonna drink ayahuasca like i don't need ayahuasca right i had this dream with this little abuela like this tiny little medicine woman she comes up to me with this cup of ayahuasca and she tries to hand it to me she's like drink ayahuasca in my dream and i was like i don't need ayahuasca i just need rape or hape is what most people um, I think it's what they call it in Brazil. And so they're like, I just need rapé. And so she served me and left. And it kept happening in different ways. Like ayahuasca was coming to me in my dreams and I was pushing it away. I was like, no, 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 no. And then finally, like, I was like, I'm not going to have sit with ayahuasca until I'm in the jungle. And then my friend messaged me and was like, when are you gonna start, stop running? from from ayahuasca like it's calling you i had so many people say ayahuasca is giving me a message for you and I'm like i don't need it i don't, I don't it's not my thing like <laughs> there's this deep fear of stepping into my power and so i feel like when there's this like push and pull and all of these voices from outside of you like kind of like swaying you in but not in a way that you know the difference yeah and so i was like well, well i don't want to sit with ayahuasca until I'm in the jungle. They're like, well, funny for you, like the jungle's coming to you. Well, this was before I went to the jungle. Someone came for the Amazon jungle and it was their first time leaving the jungle, came to literally a street away from me. And I was like, okay, it's literally like showing up at my door right now. And so for me, that's how I knew with, with ayahuasca that it was my time. It was like, it was coming to me in dreams. I was pushing it away, but then like literally it basically arrived at my doorstep and the woman that served from the Amazon ended up staying in my house for a couple of days. She's like, I need a place to stay. Can I stay with you? And I'm like, I guess this is happening. You know, like I'm here for it. And honestly, the timing is everything. Like the time that I was ready and that the plant had been ready for me, but when I was ready to like consciously say yes, so many things mm -hmm. opened for me. Like it felt, you can't really describe yeah. it. You can't describe it. And so the same thing happened with me with cacao. It started to come into my, I was already working with cacao, but in a very personal form. And like I would share with friends, like I'd make a cup of cacao and like we drink together. But like, as a um, and as something that I'm advocating which is hard to say advocating because you don't want to persuade other people for something you know what I mean yeah. it's all this weird weird stuff with being human yeah. right um but it was in dreams and I've had many many come to me in dreams and I feel like for me that's how I know is whenever they start opening in, in my dream space because it's like that layer, it's that fourth dimensional like layer of, of space. So it's like the space before the physical. And so like these messages come through before you're ready to like embody them is sometimes the way I perceive the dream space. Um, other ways that you know, sometimes you just yeah. arrive and the thing is happening.
and you just feel it in all of your body. Like for me, my body tells me, my heart tells me, um, and I just listen. Sometimes things will rearrange and like stuff will happen and something will come up and it feels like the universe is pulling me or God or whatever you want to call it is pulling me this other way. And it's like listening to the alignment and listening, being really conscious not to control the experience. Like sometimes money will magically just be there the exact amount that you need. I've had that happen in so many instances in my life when I wouldn't normally have extra money. And it's like, yeah. that's how I know the yeah. resources are here for that exchange. And like that exchange has my name written all over it. You know, yeah. you know what I I'm do. saying? One 100%. I've definitely experienced that. And I also think this is something that I say all the time, but you can't truly say yes until you've said no. Until you can actually say no to something, you can't actually accept it. So if you're like experiencing like, oh, no, like I don't really want to do that. And then there's a point in time where it switches and you're like, oh, actually, yes. That's when you fully know in your body, like, okay, yes, this is for me. And even uh, what you're saying here with like the money just like randomly appearing, like that happened with the facilitator course. Like I normally don't have like that much extra to throw around. And I did, I had it and I was like, oh yeah, like this is calling me. And then the money was already there. It was already aligned. And I've also had experiences with plant medicine, like, I, one of the circles that I sat in, I did not know anything of it until two days before I was in my field, in my sphere, but I wasn't like seeking it out. It was just like in my field and in my sphere. And I was at a coffee shop one day and someone randomly came up to me, asked me if they could do a reading and then invited me to a ceremony. Like, and it was just like the most divine thing. And then like, I had someone who owed me money and that was the perfect amount of money to pay for the thing. And it was just like, you know, so you know when it's for you. And I also think like tying back into the body is really important. Like knowing, not coming from the headspace, like, oh, I need this to fix me or heal me or whatever. It's like this connection that you feel that like brings you and bridges the path for you. It can feel like, like clairvoyance so like Claire sometimes you'll have this thing that just keeps appearing right like if you have a symbol for something like a lot of times when I think of like ayahuasca for say or even cacao sometimes I resonate like with a monkey yeah and so if I'm seeing like monkeys everywhere or, like images of monkeys or images of snakes like sometimes it's like it's like that energy is just wrapping me and like trying to get my attention right yeah and so I feel like depending on how how each person relates to their um, intuition or the communication that's beyond the self, the communication of the self that's beyond the self, whether it's in dreams or through like meditation or clairvoyance or images or just like synchronicities. I feel like those are all really powerful ways to, to like if something is for you and to not be pressured into something and to not do something because it sounds like a party because I mean you can do that but I feel like we're at this place and our our as humans where it's time to take responsibility for who we are and what we want to do and what we're choosing to do like mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what it is but it's like putting more consciousness and more intention into everything yeah yeah to do do things for our evolution and for our consciousness and to better ourselves 
is perfect let's not get lost in that trap because we're already perfect right like we're evolving so fast we're evolving at a rate that's like really really incredibly like it's unbelievable i want a side tangent because you said something that reminded me of a really important aspect of of any medicine and it's when you are working with with medicine or specifically if you're going to a ceremony or if you're working with a shaman or someone one-on-one -on -one, you're not just receiving the medicine of the plant you're receiving the medicine of the person delivering that to me it's it's a tantric act between the medicine and the facilitator and you not in the sexual sense tantra as in a weaving of energies and so i've helped facilitate um when i was living in amitlan i used to work with this person, this sh shamanic man that had been working with mushrooms and different psychedelics for like 12 years. And at first it felt really aligned, but then it came to a point where I realized this person was seeking out ceremonies to receive money because that's how they paid for their lives. And so it's like, an experience I, like this, so that's cannot, I cannot relate to that. I'm yeah. like, if you are trying to convince people to do medicine, to pay your bills, red flag, or, stay away from that. Or if because, you're just letting anyone in on the ceremony, just because you want that check, like you have, to me, that's lack of integrity, to be honest. Well, also the plants are the earth which is resources which is abundance so when you're in integrity with that the resources yeah. flow and there is an exchange yeah. there always is an exchange but i feel like it's really important to not come from this need of fulfilling a um a route like a safety thing to get other people to do something like that is snaky. And then you tie other people into that energy of like, yeah, I, I had a really hard time with that when I was witnessing, okay, this person is like really just trying to have ceremonies to make ends meet, which is great. Like take care of yourself, but it doesn't become this thing where you're like scouting people for ceremonies or like trying to tell someone that they need UFO or whatever. Like that is, is very interesting to me. So no right, no wrong. Everyone aligns and seeks and finds the person that they're meant to, whether it's a good experience or bad experience, it's the experience that your soul resonated with and said yes to. And, and a lot of, I would even add a lot of the time, it's the plants working through those people to to do lessons, to, to provide you with insight and um, show you things too. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I mean, everything is in harmony. Yeah. I, I like, you know, in science, like everything is constantly making its way to equilibrium, which means that everything stays in equilibrium. Like it could be a little off, but everything is moving towards equilibrium always. And so just noticing where you're at in your own equilibrium and in your own harmony, because that's what's resonating with people. And that's what's resonating with everything. It's that equilibrium of like who you're connecting with and like what you're experiencing is all part of the dance of all of the entities and the energies together and so yeah for me it's really important i don't sit with many people i really have to feel a full body yes and then i usually start dreaming about it and the people like before i went to to peru i got the message now is the time to start like praying for 
your facilitators and praying for the medicine and praying for yourself and like creating that relationship with them of like I'm here to support you just as much as you're here to support me and so if I didn't resonate with someone but I just wanted to have a combo ceremony and like purge I'm receiving their energy they're literally burning me to put the medicine on me like if I don't like someone or if I don't resonate with someone, why would you let someone into your channels and open your space? And I feel like that is so important because a lot of times we go to people we don't know. Yeah. So it's learning how to listen and feel what's in resonance and talking directly to the yeah. plants because the plants yeah. will show you. Yes. Even if you've never ingested them, the communication starts before. And that's what I say with cacao. like. As soon as you have the idea to drink cacao, your communication's already started. When you open the bag and you smell the cacao, that's like your first codes entering yeah. the body. It's not necessarily like the drinking of the cacao, it's the whole process. Yeah. It's every aspect of it. And so, yeah, I, I feel like if anyone's listening and they're curious or they want to work with specific plants, to start communicating with them, like create an altar and leave something for them and like, start that communication and that ceremony with them so it's like talking when i worked with gambo which is the frog medicine that you burn and you purge and it's really really powerful i cleaned a lot of energy but like i started talking to the frog before and a frog actually landed in my shoe um the last day of my ceremony and the first day the night before i was like okay i want to start talking to the frog and I had an outdoor shower and I had never seen a frog at my house before and one popped into my outdoor shower and just looked at me and I knew that the presence of the frog was with me and that it was like this confirmation of like yes you have a relationship keep cultivating it it's going to help you and I feel like that's really really and so yeah talking to the medicine yes. creating that that I completely agree just to wrap up a little bit, I have one more question for you, and then I want to give you a little bit of a spotlight at the end. But my last question is, uh, what's one way that you specifically integrate pleasure and purpose through the use of plant medicine? I know in the beginning you were talking about how you do it because of purpose and pleasure is sometimes a, a byproduct, but I would love to know some of the ways that you like integrate the two. Well... For me personally, I have my practice in life. Like sometimes I do yoga, sometimes like recently I've been working with rape, which is a sacred tobacco snuff that you work with to clean your chakras and your channels. Um, and I create a ceremony for myself. And so for me, that purpose is, so the last few days, the when I've been working with medicine, whether it's cacao or rape, it's because I have a lot of shit that I need to clear in my mind right now. There's a lot of change, a lot of transition, a lot of um, wrenches in my plan, like things that are happening that I wasn't expecting and like needing to trust. And so creating a ceremony for myself because I need to let in the love and the trust and the support of these things so I'll create a really beautiful ceremony. And for me, that is pleasure. Like, I love lighting candles. I love burning incense. I love working with whatever I'm working with. And then, like, feeling the alleviation of the stress and, like, the lifting of the veil. And just, like, allowing myself to sing or to play the drum or to play the singing bowl 
or even just like working with the energy with my hands and with my being and with my body like that brings me so much pleasure because that's play to me that's that's play to me being in in a ceremonial space where i go from a place of feeling like i feel stuck my head space is clouded i've been on technology too much i'm starting to get a headache I'm like, well, what can I do for myself right now that supports me? And I'm like, well, I'm about to just have a couple hours. I might channel, I might meditate, I might sing, but I just create a space and let that energy be liberated in my body. And then that's when the pleasure comes in. The purpose is like to be connected to myself, to my pure essence and to clear the think in my mind. And the byproduct is the pleasure that I'm connecting to to me, my heart or connecting to my purpose or connecting to like other things things are crazy like my dreams have been off the wall the last few nights yeah and yeah I feel like that is really important yeah I, I completely agree and I think the this of the space in itself is like an act of love and I was gonna touch on this earlier but I didn't but for me um I feel like plant medicine really connects me to my feminine. So even though it's like masculine and feminine, like rape is typically like masculine, uh, peyote is typically like masculine, Aya is more feminine. I feel so connected to my feminine, no matter what plant. And I think a lot of that has to do with the unconditional love and presence and space that plants can hold for us. Because when we're working with the plants, they hold a level of space that is very unconditional. They're not judging, we are judging, right? And if we see the judgment, it's a reflection of our own consciousness. And so I think working with that like love energy is so pleasurable. And that's just like my experience, but I love that you shared your your way of integrating the two because I think that's really powerful. And I think it it's that it doesn't have to be this like complex thing. Like it can really just be as simple as like setting the intention to be present with yourself and to come back into your essence and then letting the pleasure be like a byproduct of that. So that was very well, very put. Ah, uh, yours is um, well I love what you said because really I know we're trying to wrap up this call. We could talk forever. (laughs) Really, like, the plants, whether it's masculine or feminine, it's creating a structure for us to receive ourselves. So the way that we fill that structure feels very feminine. So I I like that you brought that in. That's an interesting point. Yeah, it's definitely, there's, like, a whole rabbit hole. Like, I feel like we could have, like, many conversations about this. Like, there were questions that I had that I didn't even ask. But um, I feel like we covered a lot of the the grounds. And I feel like this is a great introduction for anyone who is looking to work with plants who may, like, feel icky or shameful or weird about it or who is unsure of, like, whether or not the plants are actually talking to them or if they're going crazy or (laughs) what what's gone so i would love to um offer you as a point of reference for people if they want to work more in ceremony whether i'll let you do that but um yeah helia has been a mentor of mine for a while and we're like friends obviously but yeah i love the way that the it's to have someone else 
else's perspective when you're doing this work too. So then you're not all in your head. So it's really beneficial to have someone that you can sit in ceremony with, that you can talk about these things with. So yeah, Helia, if you want to share um, how to connect with you, any offerings that you're doing currently and yeah. Well, thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, well, I first want to just give advice before so if you're feeling to work with plants and you've never worked with plants, start with herbs. Yeah, 100%. Start with herbs. Start with rosemary tea in the evening or in the daytime. Rosemary is like a, a solar herb. Um, but even like just feeling like what herbs been calling me? Work with rose. Work with something that just starts the doorway of connection. Yeah. So like that, that's really a baseline thing that anyone can do. Yeah. Go find some lavender. And it could be like an oil or you could do like a yoni steam or even like a facial steam or you could do like uh incorporating it in your food like rosemary is really good for memory so incorporating that working with the intention of like what it plant is uh known to help with can be a really easy way to integrate it into your daily life okay yeah i love that because there's so many ways i like to do baths yeah. like i'll make like a rosemary and like, dump it on myself outside and let it just like dry as the shield of like cleansing and protection. That's beautiful. Um, it's so powerful. I totally recommend it. We're gonna do something like that in cacao facilitator with the cacao. So there's gonna be some fun stuff. So how you can reach me, I'm reachable on Instagram at lucidlyhelia. I also have cacao.delsoul is the page where we share about cacao and a little bit of the educational aspects and we plan on growing that space a lot more and we have a free telegram community for working with cacao um, regardless if you purchase through cacao to or not you're welcome there if you're working with cacao as a plant medicine and what community um, it's free and we do monthly ceremonies that are free or i like to call them circles rather than ceremonies um, just because there's taboo around that word um, and we just kicked off a cacao facilitator course, which Mads is going to be a facilitator of cacao and a leader in cacao del sol. I'm getting so many downloads about that, by the way, and I'm really excited, but we'll be hold holding more of those in the future. I also provide sessions, one-on-one -on -one work, coaching with cacao, and also just like energetic. I'm a Reiki master. And I teach and I have a lot of different ways you can work with me. So just holla. Also, I want to hear, share a little bit about your community because I know that's something you've been putting a lot of work into launching and your, your player. Your yeah, so I'm currently launching a membership, which is basically like a collective space of all the resources that I've compiled over my journey. So this is like working with trauma, working with shame, some of the things I've talked about here. We go into, there's uh, one of the courses is called the Witch's Coven. So this is like working with plant medicine, working with cosmic guides, working with uh, your body as technology and like really anchoring into the physical, the 5D and like more ethereal realms and just like connecting to your intuition and all of that. So that is a new off. It's I've working on it for like five years now, I think. Um, but it's basically just like my heart and soul in a platform. Um, and it's really accessible so that, you know, you can tap in and take what you need and then, you know, 
detach a little, come back, take what you need, detach a little. So um, it's really meant to be a space for like growth and community. I really want to bring together like different um, modalities and like people who have different expertises and really grow a community. And I want it to be in person eventually. So it'll, it'll go over time, but yeah, that's where we're starting now. And we do free calls every month inside of our free Facebook group where we'll do like a little somatic session based on like what you bring to the space, what you bring to the altar. Healy was in that last month. It was, it was so really, fun. Really good. Yeah, I'm excited to do another one. We'll be doing that on the 22nd. So yeah, those are some of the ways that you can join the community and vibe. I'm so excited to welcome you and definitely reach out to Helia if you want to do work with cacao, plant medicine, Reiki, any all of the above um she's a very well trusted source so yeah also dream work yes yeah yeah i love you okay i love you too thank you so much for joining this was like such a great conversation i'm so great had a lot of fun we'll have to do more of these bye, bye.